Life looks different from inside a prison cell. Especially a Roman prison. Where the plaster is my pillow. The stone floor is my mattress. These chains are my only companion. And I share my rations with the rats. How the times have changed. I used to put people in these cuffs, in these chains, in these prison cells. I was the persecutor of the church. But then that day, I was off to go get some more of those followers of the way. Those followers of the man from Nazareth. I was on my way to to go kill some more Christians. And then, like lightning from heaven, He appeared to me. And He said, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. I will show you how much you must suffer. And here I am. I remember the long, dark nights from this dark prison cell. Damp, dreary, depressing. The only light in this prison is the Lord Himself. He is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? He is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? And my light is my Lord and my friend. Timothy is a light to me. Oh, timid Tim. The faint of heart. When he used to visit me in prison, he would tremble to get out. He couldn't wait to to get out. He was afraid of the Romans. Oh, timid Tim. I wrote him a letter. Must have been Fifteen years ago. Maybe I'll write him again. I need to remind him. Back then I told him to guard his faith. Now I need to remind him to guard his life. Then I told him to guard the doctrine. Now I want to tell him to guard his testimony. Then I told him all about the armor of God. Now I need to tell him, Timothy, it's time to stand up and fight. The time of my departure is near. Back when I wrote to him, he must have been 20 at the time in my first letter. Now he must be 35. Then I was hoping to be released. Then I was cared for in a rented home where my friends could visit, but not any longer. 
They found that too dangerous. So I'm in solitary confinement. But then, I was hoping to get out. Now, I expect to die rather soon. If I were to write Timothy, the first thing I would do is to remind him that all Scripture is God-breathed. All of it. That means Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges, Ruth, Samuel, Kings, Chronicles, Ezra, Nehemiah, Esther, Job, Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, Song of Solomon, Isaiah, Jeremiah, don't forget Lamentations, Ezekiel, Daniel, Hosea, Joel, Amos, Obadiah, you know. In fact, if I had time, I would preach through the whole Bible one book each Sunday. Because all Scripture is God-breathed. And it's all useful. Most preachers overlook big chunks. They never preach it. But all Scripture is God-breathed. And it's useful. It's practical. It's practical in the general sense for teaching. But on a more specific level, all Scripture is practical, useful. To rebuke. You know what it is to get a good rebuke. Have you ever had a coach? A coach is useless without a rebuke. If a coach only encourages, if a coach only tells you what you're doing right, he's not a coach. He's a friend. But a good coach will always tell you what you're doing wrong. And he won't just tell you what you're doing wrong. He will correct you. And then train you so that you do it right. That's what the Word of God does. It's done that for me. All Scripture is useful. To rebuke. To cut deep. To challenge us. And to correct us and train us in righteousness so that Timothy and anyone else who follows the Lord will be fully equipped, ready for every good work. And I remember sitting with Timothy along with others seated with him. In fact, if I was to write Timothy, I would say, Timothy, What I entrusted to you among many witnesses, I want you to entrust to others who are faithful and able to teach others themselves so that they can keep passing on what I have been teaching you. Oh, but Timothy. Timothy is a timid one. Timid. Sometimes terrified, Tim. I'd have to remind him that God did not give him a spirit of timidity, but of love and power and of self-discipline. And I'd remind him, though, I am in chains. That 
I am persuaded that He is able to keep what I have entrusted to Him against that day. I'd remind Him. And I'd remind Him as a young man still to flee the evil desires of youth and to pursue righteousness, joy, love, peace, along with those who call on the name of the Lord out of a pure heart. Timothy's always been pure. But a pure heart in these days needs all the help he can to remain pure. And if he's been timid with me in chains, what's going to happen when he gets in chains? Because I've been thinking about these last days and how in these last days there will come times of stress far worse than Timothy has yet to see. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power of it. And I'll remind Timothy that all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. And I not only want to point Timothy to the Scriptures, that all Scripture is God-breathed, but I could remind him to preach the Word, to be instant, in season and out of season, to convince to rebuke, to correct, to train and encourage, and to be patient with them all. Because there is coming a time when people will wander from the truth, will stray into error, a spirit of delusion, where they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own liking, having itching ears, They will wander from the truth into error and believe a lie. As for me, I, my life is about to be poured out like a drink offering. A drink offering for the Lord. As for me, I have fought a good fight. I have run the race. I have kept the faith. And there is for me laid up a crown of righteousness that the Lord will give when He appears. I fought a good fight. You know, in many ways, the Christian life is a fight. It's a fight over our own selfish desires. And even as I told the Corinthians that all the runners compete, but only one gets the prize. 
And how I pummel my body and make it my slave, lest having preached to others, I myself would be disqualified. Well, by the grace of God, I was not disqualified. I have fought the good fight. I have, in the name of Jesus, taken dominion over my lower, selfish, sinful nature. I fought the fight against my own sin. And I fought the fight by the grace of God against the enemy. For though we live in a world that's physical, we do not carry on a physical war. The weapons that we fight with are not physical, but spiritual to the pulling down of strongholds, to the demolishing of enemy strongholds, to take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. Now, if anyone could have complained, I suppose it could have been me. But I told the Philippians, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice, and I'm going to rejoice. I told the Thessalonians, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you, and I'm going to give thanks. I told the Philippians, do all things without grumbling or complaining. So what am I doing complaining? I told the Romans, no, I am convinced. That in everything, God works together for good for those who love Him, who are called according to His purpose. And somehow even this will be used for His purpose. I believe it. I believe it. I have fought the good fight. I have run the race It was marked out for me. He told me in the beginning, I will show you how much you must suffer. So I'm really not surprised. And after all, Jesus said if they persecuted me, they're going to persecute you. So I consider it an honor. These remind me that in Christ, I am a free man. These remind me that I am a bond slave of Christ. I have fought a good fight. I have run a good race. And I have, by the grace of God, kept the faith. The faith that was held out to me in mercy. It was held out to my fathers. It was held out first to the Jews. And then to the nations, I have kept the faith. So with all this in mind, it is a good idea if I write to Timothy. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God, according to the promise of God, that is in Christ Jesus. To Timothy, my son, my dear son, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. I thank God whom I serve as I, my forefathers did with a clear conscience. As night and day I constantly remember you in my prayers, recalling, Timothy, your tears. I long to see you so that I may be filled with joy. I have been reminded of your sincere faith, 
which first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, I am persuaded now lives also in you. For this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God did not give you a spirit of timidity, but of love and power and a sound mind. Amen.